praise you, Jesus. We worship you, we magnify you. I stand. Lift up your voices to him. Sing a new song. We worship you. We give you all the praise. Is your name. how much you want this morning from Heavenly Father because he's given you everything
Jesus, we love you. Ha, ha, ha. 
presence is here. His presence is in this place. And his Jesus said that when time moves on, that there's a time coming where true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. A time of worship filled with his spirit and filled with his word. His word upholds all things. His spirit fills all things. You and I are the temple of the spirit of God. You and I are filled with his presence. And we have the authority to speak his word. I stand in. Praise you, Father God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. We give you glory. We magnify.
We love who you are. Our worship is solely directed to you. sensitive time we welcome anyone tuning in online to Faith Life Preston but it's all about him we worship you Jesus oh. Perhaps we need to move on. But how can we move on? Hmm. We stand in awe of you. You know, the closer you get to his glory, things of this earth fade away. Turn your eyes unto Jesus. And strangely, the things of this world will just grow dim. His glory and His presence surrounds you. When you stay in the world, when you look at the world, oh, the mountain gets big. But when you raise up and sit where you're meant to sit, everything fades away. We praise you, Father God. 
I really don't want to move on, but I know we have time. I know the children probably need to have their special time. Who compares to you? Who compares to the beauty of you? Who compares to your majesty? Who compares to you? Oh, nothing. Nothing in this world compares to you. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, that we would learn how to stay in your presence. That we would learn to walk in your word. Oh, that we would learn to walk side by side with the King of glory. His presence, His power, His majesty available to every believer. Oh, we give you glory. We magnify you for your presence is here in us. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah, Veronica, can you come and share whatever's on your heart? Let's just stay in the flow. you are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, for every good thing in our lives. We thank you that you're here, that you're, we are a part of you. Oh, Father God, there's, there is something that you've put on my heart. This week, I I was reminded of something and it's 
when we come before our Heavenly Father, sometimes all we do is say, God, what would you have me do? What do you want from me? But I was reminded this week that when Jesus went to the blind man, he says, what can I do for you? Jesus knew the man was blind. But he said, what can I do for you? Somebody here today needs to ask or answer that question. I believe there's somebody here today that needs to answer that question. What do you want Jesus to do for you today? What would you have him do for you today? If he walked through the door right now, he's here already, but if, if he walked physically through the door and you could have one question, one, one request from Jesus today, what would it be? He's waiting. He's waiting to answer. What do you want me to do for you today? That's how awesome our, our Savior is. That's how amazing our Savior is. I've had a, an interesting, wonderfully interesting week this week. week where I had to seek God like never before a week that I don't want to repeat not seeking God but the week the, the trials but you know when you seek God you will find him when you ask he will answer He's, he's a God that is just waiting for our, for our prayers, for our requests. He's asking, what can I do for you today? If you have a request, if you have something that you need to ask Jesus for today, ask him. Ask him right now. Why don't we just take a, a minute just to ask him right now if there's anything anything that you would want to ask him ask him right now Do you know what else I, um, I learned this week? Is that God's grace is enough. But God tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Concentrate on today. My grace is sufficient for today. But tomorrow will bring tomorrow's whatever. But today, my grace is sufficient for whatever. Also, this week, as, as I've had to seek God and 
and the, the trials and the, the testing that comes along. God used me to bring two people to Christ. When I least expected God to use me because I was so used me to bring salvation to two people. One of them said she wouldn't be here by Christmas. She would be dead. God knows. God knows the right time. God knows how. And God knows when a person's heart is right and ready. So I just want to give my God the glory. Even when we're suffering, even when we're crying out to God, he's still going to use us. He's still going to bring people around that need to hear the good news. But I just encourage everybody to do. What would you have Jesus do for you today Heavenly Father thank you thank you that you're an awesome awesome God thank you that not only you're our God you're our daddy because we have that relationship with you because of our saviour Jesus we can call you dad can call you father and we know that you're a good good father so we just want to praise you this morning we want to worship you almighty God we want to lift up the name of Jesus for the power the power is in the name of Jesus the power is in the blood of Jesus we declare that we are covered and protected in the blood of Jesus. When we walk out of here today, we have the grace to withstand the day. We have the blood to cover us. And we have the name of Jesus for the power to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to open the blind eyes, to bring salvation to the lost. We thank you, Father. Not because of who we are. Not because of who we are. But because of who our Savior is. It's because of you, Jesus. It's because of you that we are able to do greater works. It's because of you. Not because of anything that we've done. Because of you, Jesus. And we just thank you this morning. There is none like you. There is none like you. We just declare your awesomeness. We declare that you are Savior, not just of our hearts, but your Savior of the world. Your Savior of all mankind. So we just lift up our nations, our world. We lift it up to you. 
take the scales off the blind eyes this morning, Lord. Remove every obstacle that would stop people from seeing the truth. All around the world, Lord, not just here, not just in our own lives, all around the world. I particularly want to pray for our youth this morning. All these young men, all these young women who are blinded by the world. We're standing in the gap for these young people this morning. We're asking my question, my, my, my request. You said, what can I do for you? Save our children. Save our youth. Save the young men, the young women that are blinded. Open their eyes this morning, Lord, to see that you are all that they need, all that they desire. There is nothing like you. I just pray, Lord, that their eyes be open to see the truth. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor this morning because you are worthy, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to you. Thank you, team. Veronica, I believe that God's going to open up the ministry that you've seen elsewhere in this country, some things and opportunities are going to come and you're going to have a freedom that you've not seen before in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I know the kids workers would like to take the children out. <laughs> so we'll let the children go out. Go on, Roberta, you can go. Take Precious with you. Hallelujah. Well, as I say, if you're tuning in, welcome to Faith Life Preston, where we believe that the presence of God is more important than a clock. <laughs> There's no time limit in his presence. We can stay here all day if we wanted to. I think the hotel might ask us to leave if we hang around past four o'clock. I don't know. We've not pushed it yet, have we? But hallelujah. Well, welcome. I hope you are refreshed, very calm moment today. Veronica is making cups of tea and a hot chocolate at the back if you still would require one. That is not something that we're going to do every week, but today we will. Hallelujah. I promise I won't speak too long. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you start walking out the door, I understand why. Hallelujah. It's a bit cold in here, that's all. Uh, we give you all the glory, Father. We magnify you. We thank you for today. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the power of your presence. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for every uh, team member, every uh, kids worker, every moment that uh, we have to connect with you today. And we give you this word. We give you this, this um, message today. I uh, submit myself wholly over to you and ask you to speak through me. For I do not want to speak the words of man, but I want to speak the oracles of Father, of the Holy Spirit, of his word. And we give you all the glory today in the name of Jesus. Well, the scripture verse really, I've already said it once. And I will we'll talk a little bit about, um, I'd like to close the service quickly on the, the law of, one of the laws of, of the financial anointing. And I know you've all remember what all the other ones are because we had a bit of break from it, but there's been a reason for that. I felt that we just needed to have a break from that. But I'm going to just delve into what God's got on my heart for the message, and then we'll have 
receive that offering and as normal at the end. There's something that God's been trying to do in, in our lives, and we've noticed it particularly in the last few weeks. And I think I've noticed if you look at the big picture uh, of your life and, uh, and, and all the things that we've gone through in the last couple of years as a church and, and all that kind of stuff. And the scripture verse that really stands out to me is, is in Mark chapter 4. I'm going to go there. Is Mark chapter 4, verse 16. The seed on the rocky soil, remember the, the, the sower sows the word. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. I believe there's not a single person in this room that doesn't receive the word of God with joy. And I know that there have been plenty of people that have been in this church or been in other churches that have received the word with joy. But the crucial scripture verse is next. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Now, if you go back to verse 15, it says that the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. I think it says in the King James, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. Now, most of us are ready for the immediate stealing. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I, I notice this very regularly in my life. When I have times when I go upstairs and I'll pray and I'll, I'll read my Bible, listen to great music, and then I'll go downstairs and have an immediate opportunity when dealing with other people in my family. I wish I sometimes didn't have anyone else in my family because you'd start to immediately deal with people and there's an opportunity to, to lose the six hours of glory that you've just had because you're dealing with other people. So your children might throw something. Like Jack will quite often come and punch me in the stomach or something like that. And you just immediately have a desire not to walk in the presence that you've been walking in for six hours beforehand or three hours or 30 minutes. So we all are very much aware of that and very much um, we can respond healthily to that. A lot of the time you don't slap your wife when she looks at you the wrong way generally, do you? Never is, is probably the better answer, isn't it? I don't smack my kids in the face when they annoy me because I appreciate that if they push my buttons, I can, if I wanted to really get angry, I could. But I know how to. I'm mature enough as a human being to not respond violently or in anger 99% of the time. And that 0.1% of the time, or that 1% of the time, generally, I still hold my tongue, even though I am angry. So we understand that when the devil comes immediately to steal the word of God, quite often, we are able to deal with that situation very quickly. I, I, I look at it when you're dealing with symptoms of a cold. Me and my mother have had these long discussions about this um, because it's something that we, we're very strong on. The minute you sniffle is not the minute for you to go to the doctors. The minute you sniffle is the minute you get the word of God out. The minute there's a tickle in your throat, because you if you don't, 
I can guarantee you, you can get on the word and you can get healed. But quite often, if you look at the symptoms of a cold, you'll have it in, a, in, in phases, don't you? You have a sniffle, then you have a sore throat, and then you, whatever. It, there's, a, there's a process for the virus or whatever it is to work through. But if you let it build up in one area, and you fight it off, and you defeat it, you move on to the next one, then you move on to the next one. So they say it starts with a sniffly cold, then you have a sore throat, and then you have a phlegm in your throat. Why, why, I know I'm being quite vulgar and gross, and it's, it's not very nice to think about. But the reality is the stage is in a cold. And unless you jump on it, the minute it starts hitting you, quite often you still go through those stages. Does that make sense? Now, if you allow yourself, you can keep on the word and keep on your word. Like very often, um, if a cold comes on my body very quickly, I'm, within a couple of days, I'm, I'm, I bounce back and I've, I'm, I'm fine. The word of God works. The word of God is working mightily in me. So if I know that the Word of God is working mightily, I can pull off of it, I can start speaking it. But if I don't jump immediately on it, so when the devil comes immediately, he's trying to get you off the Word. But when he brings something, you need to immediately respond so that you don't allow the enemy to, to, to kind of grab and, and move in. But this scripture verse here, where I'm going for it, because they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as their problems are persecuted for believing God's word. Persecuted for believing God's word. And many of us in this place, and I, I look at my family, I look at myself, I look at Frankie Nelson, I look at all of us who have been in this long enough to understand that we need to endure hard times. We need to endure hard times. We need to endure times of ups when it's joyful and exciting. And then we need to endure times when it's miserable and cold and damp and not so nice. But the God of our God, the God of our God, the God, God we serve, the God that we love, the God that we, we experience on a Sunday morning, is a God that wants us to continue to grow this depth that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. If you paid any attention, I, I've said this a few times, that we, uh, Jenny ministered over Elson a few weeks back, and she said this phrase, that Faith Life Preston is a ministry of depth. And God's amplifying that word depth to me continually, every day, depth, depth, depth. Where's my depth? Where's the depth? Where's the depth in my life? Where are the roots cemented? Where are the roots delving down into. So if you don't have roots, you won't endure. So if you don't have depths, you can't go high. Foundations in a building go deep so that the building can go high. And I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but I feel like it's necessary for us to remind ourselves every week that when we have a, a ministry or a, a church that we're growing and we're a church that we're, we're going through hard times, when, as Veronica's saying, hell and high water comes and, and hits you and hits you and hits you, and yet in the middle of that, God's grace is more than sufficient so that you, you, you minister to people and they have salvation. Praying for people is a result, and grace is a result of you allowing yourself to go deep into the depths of God's love. See, we love faith. We love to declare faith. We love to declare faith in God. We have faith in God. But our roots don't go into faith. Our roots go into love because the depths of his love, height, width, length, 
of his love. That's where our roots go down into. And the next kind of phase, and I believe God's demonstrated it this morning already. The next phase that we have really comes from this idea that Jesus said, when the, but the hour comes and now is, in John 4, 23, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. If the Father's seeking us to worship him, then we best know how to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because our depth and our life and our, our ability to succeed and to endure hard times is going to come back to the ability for us to worship him in the spirit and in truth. Faith in God's word is, and confessions of God's words, our meditations of God's words are a high priority. There's nothing wrong with declaring the word of God and meditating on the word of God and pushing into the things of God. We need to have the word on our lips. We need to have it in our hearts. We need to meditate on it. But the very fact of praise and worship must also be in place, not just a, a principle or a formula to try and get something from God. If I try and get a formula from my wife, I try and create this A plus B plus C equals D situation, at some point, one of them won't work because I get st stodgy and, and boring and, and it's not fresh, it's not, it's not fun and we just we get bored of doing some things with God. We get bored of confessing the word of God. We get bored of reading our Bibles. And what keeps that all alive and keeps that fresh is having a relationship with somebody. Having a relationship with, with other people keeps you alive and refreshed. When I spend time with different people, when I come on a Sunday morning, I'm refreshed. I'm not, you guys don't like wear me out. You don't push my buttons. Frankie tries, but she doesn't ever succeed to push my buttons. I don't get annoyed by you guys. So when, we, when we're dealing with formula and, and when we're dealing with uh, mathematical kind of thinking when it comes to faith and we don't have true worship and true praise and true relationship, our faith life never really gets off the ground. <laughs> At least the kids are having fun. True worship. And to praise is a time, that's the time that we live in. And true worship and true praise and true getting in and pressing into the things of God is what's going to form that, that deep-rooted connection that you and I have. Our endurance is formed in the times where we choose to worship and where we choose to praise in the Spirit that is when we'll put all the substance that our roots are connected. That's when we will pull on the substance that our roots are connected to. Our endurance is formed in the times when we choose to worship and praise him. You can choose to read a, a scripture verse off of a, a piece of paper. You can choose to do that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. That's part of meditation process. That's part of it. But if that never comes off of the paper and into your heart and out of your mouth as worship and praise, you're, you're missing it somewhere. I stand in awe of him. I stand in awe of a God who created the heavens and earth. I push, position myself to walk boldly into the throne room of grace. I position myself on purpose, and sometimes it's not easy to do. 
Because when your flesh is crying out and saying the bills are too much, my relatives are annoying, my, my kids have let me down, the bank is ringing, the credit card bill's due, the MOT is just about to do, and is, is the car going to get through? And the pressures, in the, fre- uh, the, the, the pressures that this world is bringing forth and the, the crunching of, of, of the flesh and, and the mental capacity that we have, uh, we're all under pressure. You just try and, try and run. I would hate to be the prime minister right now. I would, I, that's not a job I would enjoy because he's pressures from every single area right now, isn't there? There's the cost of living crisis, there's this crisis, there's that crisis, and he's under pressure, and, then, and all our leaders are under pressure, and then you and I are under pressure, and we blame this person, or we blame that person for the pressures that are coming. But when we can understand the worship that Jesus has chosen us to worship, the worship that Jesus has provided for us is a, a worship that comes from the heart of the Spirit, the heart of the Word, the heart that's living on the inside of you. The worship that comes into you is a, a spirit and truth time of worship it's a level that goes beyond everything in the natural because the spirit realm is more real than anything that you can physically touch or feel it's hard to understand that in the natural brain you cannot grasp it up here it has to come from here that's why i love praying in tongues that's why I love singing in tongues and worshiping in tongues because it takes you. I, I always remember that as a, as a teenager, as a kid, because you, you'd have temptations as a child and as, especially as a teenager to kind of just give up on God and say, oh, you don't exist. My friends tell me you don't exist. But the minute I speak, it can speak in tongues, grandmama, kirishti, it's only go, hang on, I can't make that up. You know when kids try and mess around and they try and talk in different languages and it just, it's just gobbledygook? But when you pray in tongues, it, it comes out with a force. You can't do it weakly. You might, you might start off soft and very quiet. But if you start to pull on it, the Holy Ghost, his job, his very purpose is to come alongside you when you are operating in the spirit realm. The Holy Ghost's job is to come alongside you and become an intercessor through you. It could become a prayer alongside you and with you. And so when you start to pull on the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, something comes up from deep within. Spirit and in truth. We worship in spirit and in truth. For the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. For the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. For the Lord is good. You say that a few times. I was listening to someone last night and he was just reading the amount of times that is said in the Psalms. And, and, and his point was, we have a better covenant based on better promises. But in the Old Testament, they could say it every single day. For the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. For the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. For the Lord, and you can start emphasizing each word. For, for the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. For the Lord is good. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You start joining up the word of God and it starts getting exciting. Hallelujah. 
See, the Spirit of God wants to explode on the scene, but we have to get into that, that, that realm, that space, that place that just gives, I stand in awe of you. I worship you, Father. I don't care what my mortgage payment's going to be. I don't care what the fuel bill's going to be. I got told the other day from my mechanic that I need to spend more money on diesel fuel because my car doesn't like the cheap stuff. And I'm like thinking, hmm, thanks, Kev. Love you. And he's, he basically says, most people should do that. I could preach on this right now. I'm just like getting six sermons all at once right there. You know, you, know, you, you use cheap diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't preach every sermon to Veronica. You use cheap diesel, and there's things that get clogged up in your, your engine. You use more expensive diesel, it cleans the engine out. So if you have a cheap grace or a cheap time of worship or a cheap time where you just don't go fully, it still works. The, end, the car still drives. But if you want to pay the price that the Holy Ghost needs you to pay, if you want to pay the price that God needs you to pay to have a, a, a life that it runs, because basically what happens with my car, my white Volvo, is that it, the carbon builds up. And last year, he, um, Kev took it apart and cleaned all it up for me and put it back together rather than buying a new part. It's always great to know a mechanic who will fix things rather than just buy something new. And he, so he fixed it for me, but now it started to judder again. The car, so I'll press the accelerator down. It'll just, you'll just feel that it isn't quite kicking in as the way it is. And he says, basically, what it is, is is the carbon's building up again. And he said, what you need to do is go on the motorway and just put your foot down a bit. I love that. I like being licensed by mechanic to, to, to put my foot down. But he said, you can also use higher quality diesel fuel that will clean your engine. You see, that's, that's, you think of that in the spirit realm, 20 minutes worshiping God because that's all you've got time for and that's all you care about. You'd rather do something else. Why do you think God's teaching us to linger in his presence on a Sunday morning? Do, do you see that? Because there's no point. I could, I could get up and, and, and preach a message. There's a gift on me and in my life to preach a message. I, I, I am a minister of the gospel. I could take, go from Matthew 8 and start preaching on healing. I could go to Hebrews chapter 11 and start preaching on faith. Mark chapter 11, start preaching on faith. I could preach on love from, from Corinthians. I could do the communion. I could do all those kind of things. There's a gift on me. And when the word is preached, there's an anointing on it. But we don't want just the word that is just talked about because, because we just thought we talk about the word. We want to know what the Holy Ghost is saying. So lingering in his presence gives us not only time, but it gives us an opportunity to press deeper into the things of God. This is the depths of, of God. This is the depths of his height and his width and his length and, and the deepness of him. Deep calls unto deep. It says, eye has not seen or ear has not heard the things that he has planned for you, but the Spirit of God has revealed them to us because the Spirit of God goes into the deep things of God and communicates with our hearts. Church has been too surface, too surface. Deal with, like, we'll deal with, I don't know, an elbow joint pain, or we'll deal with a, a 
some bills that you need to pay or we'll deal with like some like nasty, not so nice people in your life. We'll deal with the surface level stuff, but we won't push into the deep things, which when you push into the deep things and when you push into the deep things and when you get withdraw from the deep things, suddenly as a, as, as a person who's going to work, you're reading into other people's lives and, and giving them the answer and not a problem. We want to deal with our problems before we deal with other people's problems. But yet God's saying, my grace is more than enough for you. Yes, you may have some situations and problems in your life, but let, 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 let's deal with the person that needs it right now. There's an anointing on the inside of you to walk into a building and just literally have people come to you and let them pull off of the anointing that lives in you. But you can't get there with a shallow Christianity. I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you. I need the depth. I need to mine those, those pearls. I need to find the preciousness of God in other people. I don't have patience for a lot of people. If you know me well enough, I'm not, the, I'm not the kind of person that just wants to open up the house and let you stay. In fact, my brother-in-law came to the house at 625 a, a week or so ago, and the first thing I said to him was, how can I kick you out at quarter past six if you're 10 minutes late? Because I generally, and I, I'm joking, I am joking, I do like my family coming around, but generally as a default, I'm like, <laughs> I like my dad. My dad was worse than me, I think. When my dad wanted to go home, he, he just got up and left. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, we've got to go now. Everyone in the car now. What, what do you mean? Why, why, why are you hanging around? Why, why are you still talking? I, I, mean, I have to deal with Louise all the time. She says, if you don't stand up, we can't leave. I say that to her all the time, don't I? <laughs> if you don't stand up, we can't leave. Because I'm always on to the next thing. It's not, I, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, just want to do something else. I want to move on. I, I've seen you. I've had my hug. I've had my piece of cake. I'm, I can go do something else now. But that's how shallow is that? It's just shallow. And if we treat God like that, we're always moving on to the next thing, moving on to the next thing. I, I mean, I, I look at my life, and I, I'm, I'm an open book to you. I hope you can tell that. I'm not trying to degrade myself. I'm not trying to be down on myself. But I, I'm trying to be open and share that my flaws do not have to be reciprocated in your life. I don't care. <laughs> don't correct my English. <laughs> I'm not English. Where was I going with all this? The depths of God in our lives. I love, this is one of my favorite scripture verses. Is Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 11. You don't need to turn there. I'll just read the story. And then the priests left the holy place. All the priests who were present had purified themselves. And this is really interesting. Can I just skip back? And I'm going to come back to that scripture verse. And it says this. Um, the trumpets and the singers performed together in unison in praise and gave thanks to the Lord. And they praised the Lord with these words. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. That's what it says in the King James. And at that moment, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not continue their service because of the cloud. Or it says in the King James, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. But if you look at this verse, I think it must be verse 11. 
All the priests who were present had purified themselves, whether or not they were on duty that day. You never get a day off in God. You may not be roached in. Veronica didn't know that she had something to share today. She, had, she always has something to share, but you know what I mean. She didn't know she was going to get an opportunity, but she was ready to do it. See, when we come into the house of God purified, we come into the house of God ready. You see, years ago, you listened to old-time Pentecostals and uh, ministers, and they speak and how they grew up. They, they would spend Saturday night ironing their, their shirts for church, polishing their shoes, getting ready as children. They weren't watching TV. They weren't playing video games. What were you doing last night at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night? Ironing and getting policy. She's Frankie answers right. And don't get me wrong. There's, there's times when, I, you know, there's been times when I thought, God, I have nothing to preach on Sunday. I, I really need to be praying. And then I'll go watch Jumanji with the rock in it and just laugh all night. And, and I'm re far ready, more ready on the sun, Sunday morning just because I've just relaxed and not got stressed about it. But my point is the challenge is, are we going to go deeper in the things of God? Are we going to worship him in spirit and truth? It's all very well coming to a Sunday morning and, and performing for everyone else around you. But are we going to go deeper for real? Are we going to be real with our God? Are we going to be real? Are we really going to let him see our hearts? And you might sit there and you think, well, God knows everything. Yes, he does. He knows everything. He knows everything about you, but he wants you to tell him. I love what Veronica said, gave us a moment to do. What do you actually want to say? What do you actually want to ask God for? Taking moments where we actually reveal. Some of you may maybe need to get angry with God. Say, why, why isn't this working in my life, God? Not because that's going to change God, but just so you get it off of your heart, get it out of your thinking. I'm the kind of person who, when I have a problem, I can't get off of the problem. There was a problem that we had at church this week, and I had to solve it. And it took me two days of processing, talking to Louise. Louise was getting fed up with me talking about this problem, fed up with talking about what was going on in church. Not like nothing, like just a practical problem, not a personal problem. So it wasn't like I'm dealing with Veronica's evil past or anything like that. that wasn't, I wasn't, there was nothing like that. It was just literally a practical problem. But it took me over two days to get through it to the other side of it to write out the procedures of what needed to be done and send them to the other person for me to actually go, ah, I forget about that now. Sometimes we, 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 we don't allow God to just be involved in our hearts. If you're going to worship him in spirit and in truth, your heart needs to be pure. They purified themselves even when they were not on duty. Just thinking of a friend's joke then, but I don't want to say it out loud. I'll tell you later. They purified themselves even though they knew they weren't going into the temple. They purified themselves ready to worship him. The Lord is good, and his mercies endure forever. The Lord is good, and his mercies endure forever. And the cloud of glory filled that place so they could not even stand to minister. 
that was not in the New Testament. That was not book of Acts. That was not the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost turned, turned up and I bet Peter and Paul just thought, well, you know, we're just going to go to church again and maybe something will happen, maybe something won't. You know, maybe the welcome team will get it right today and, and the words will go up on the screen for a change and they'll all be correct. And, and Peter and John were just sat around just hoping that, you know, the heating was turned on. And, but then they got into unity and they worshipped. We really do need a picture of Kevin and Jenny at the moment, but... <laughs> no, just right now, what you guys look like right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the things you get to see as a, as a preacher. Where was I? <laughs> Hallelujah. The day of Pentecost happened when the group of people hooked up and it was the right time. And the Holy Ghost turned up and changed the world. But you know, we don't have to wait for the right time anymore. We just have to turn up. We just have to be there. We just have to worship Him. We just have to stand in His presence. And, and, and maybe, maybe I'm being too ethereal with this. What does true worship in the spirit and truth mean? What does it mean? What does it, what, Andy, tell me what it means. What do I have to do to get the, you know, just turn up and worship. Start there. And don't stop until there's a sense of joy in your heart. I think what, what let me try and remember this quote. If you will praise him long enough, you will be filled with joy for every day that you need to be filled. So if you wake up in the morning and you praise and you praise long enough so that joy comes, you'll have the strength for the day. I think that's the quote. If you just get into his presence so that the joy comes every single morning, I bet none of us do this. If I would wake up in the morning and get to the place where I have joy, I would have strength for my day. Most of us get up, press the alarm, get in the shower, and just get on with our day. This isn't condemnation. This is just talking. Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. You see, when pa Paul and Silas, I love this. You know when Paul and Silas were thrown into prison? You know how long they were in prison for? They were about six months, weren't they? They got thrown into prison. Six months they were in there. They had a horrible beating. Everyone, was that true? It wasn't six months, was it? And everyone would, will say to you when they talk about Paul and Silas, at the midnight hour, they were set free. You haven't got to your midnight hour yet. It's not the darkest point in your life yet. But keep praising and God will set you free. They were in prison for about 45 minutes. <laughs> they praised God for about an hour, if that. They praised God when they were thrown in immediately. And within an hour's time, the whole place shook so that the prison doors were open. 
Stop getting a time thing involved. Stop thinking that it's going to be fixed in six months, in a year's time. Stop thinking that in five years' time my life might be turned around. No, let the God of turn around fill you up right this minute, right now, and praise him and shout for him and declare what you need to declare. Get it off your chest. You cry, whatever you need to do. But don't stop until the joy of the Lord comes and fills you up by the power of the Holy Ghost so that you have the strength that you need every single day of your life. It's not simply about blah. It's about consistently going for what God has for you. Every single, I don't care how bad the last two weeks have been. I, my, my last two weeks haven't been dandy. They haven't been roses and, and unicorns and rainbows. I haven't enjoyed it. But I'm still here. Right. I'm still declaring. I don't care what, what, what thing happened in your past. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care if Veronica hugged you or not today yet. There doesn't, there's nothing in your life, there's nothing in your life that you cannot overcome when you start to praise and give glory to him. Worshiping in spirit and in truth. Not out of necessity, but out of a passion and a desire just to be in his presence, just to love him, just to worship him, just to enjoy him. Because when the power of God is there in presence, that's when it's easy to speak to the mountain. That's when it's easy to throw that mountain into the sea because your faith is high, your victory is high, your life is high. And then when the feelings come and the devil tries to steal things immediately, you know what you do? Just resist him. He's under your feet. What does it say in James? Submit to God. You know, praise is, is one of the highest forms of submission. If your wife or husband is telling you what to do and you don't want to do it, if you could just remember that they love you and just say, I love you. It's easy to do what they say. It's easy to submit to somebody that you love. It's easy to submit to somebody that you're just willing to just let them be in charge of your life. So when you praise him because you love him, when you praise him and you fall on your knees, what did Paul say? I, I bow before my father. I, put, I go on my knees to worship him. I submit my life to him. Spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. That's when the manifestations of the presence of God come. That's when the manifestations of the glory of God come. That's when the, the, the times of running around church buildings with absolute freedom and dancing in the Holy Ghost come because you're submitted. You're, you're praising him. You're worshiping him. You can't praise somebody and look at their faults. You can't praise God and, and worry about your problems. It's the old adage. If you're worrying about something or if you're counting in your head, if you count in your head right now from down... Ten, from 10 to 1, go 10, 9, but in your head, and then say your name, what happens to your counting? Just do it. Andy, what happened to your counting? You don't know this one. It stopped, didn't it? So you can control your thoughts by just verbalizing something. 
If your thoughts are coming and you agree with them in your mouth, what you got two or three, you know, in agreement, and it's going to have. You're going to believe what you say and you what you think. But if you change what you're thinking with your mouth by speaking the word of God, the power of God's available. The anointing of God's available. You have an anointing within you to teach you, an anointing within you to lead you, an anointing within you to guide you. And if you let it out of that little trap that you've got underneath your nose, there should be a gusher of joy that flows, a gusher of presence that flows, a gusher of life that flows. Tell you this. True New Testament worship is needed now more than ever. Psalm 100 says this, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures all generations. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. If you enter someone's house and you just insult them, Say, oh, I don't, I don't like, I don't like your curtains. I don't like the carpet you chose here. It's not very good. It's a bit chilly in here. Is there a draft? But yeah, we do that to God all the time. Hey, God, coming before you. I'm not happy with my life. I'm miserable. Da, 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 da. Enter His courts with thanksgiving. Worship Him. Turn your, your, I know there's times when you have to have honesty. I've already said this. You have to have some honest times with God sometimes. I appreciate that. But if you can get into the habit of entering into a courts with, with thanksgiving, entering his gates with praise, oh. I think Brother Pastor Hagen said praise is the highest form of prayer. I know time is getting on and I hope I've encouraged you, but let's just read some scripture verses before we finish. Also, as lively stones are built into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. You are lively stones built up into a spiritual house. You are a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. That's 1 Peter 2 verse 5. Romans 12, verse 1 says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says this, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. That's an awesome scripture verse. Ephesians 5, verse 20, giving thanks to Always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 4 verse 4, rejoice. This is probably my favorite, favorite, top, top favorite scripture verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. First Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 18, rejoice evermore. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Ephesians 5, verse 18, do not be drunk with wine, whereas in excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2, 8, I desire therefore that in every place men should pray without anger or quarreling or resentment or doubt in their mind, lifting up holy hands. 
praise the highest form of prayer. When you declare the word and the word is on your lips, your focus becomes totally on him. Turn your frown upside down. Smile. Let the praise that's on. You see, you were created to praise him. What does the Bible says? That if you don't, the rocks will. There's some places in this world that some mountains are going to praise him because there's nobody praising him. Hallelujah. We're a church who doesn't, I don't want this church to become a church that just sings songs. I love songs. I, I think the modern songs are good. I was, I was treating everyone to some old songs today. They were all yelling at me to turn it off. But I had the power of YouTube. Give thanks unto his name. Give thanks unto his name. So just stand up and just thank him. Just give him thanks this morning. I know time is short and time's running on, and but I just want us to just cement this in us. We've already spent so much time just worshiping him, but just give thanks to his presence. Give thanks for the glory in this place. Give thanks for your healing. Give thanks for the provision that he's provided you with. Give thanks for the wisdom that you need this week. Give thanks. Just say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For the Lord is good, and his mercies endures forever. For the Lord is good, and his mercies endure forever. Praise and worship in spirit and in truth. We worship you, Father. We give you all the glory. We magnify you. We let you remove the burden. We, we cast it down. We rejoice in the Lord always. And again, we say we rejoice. We rejoice in this place today. We praise you in this place today. We give you glory in this place today. We magnify your name in this place today. We let the burdens of life fall off and we declare your freedom in this place today. We are blessed in this place today. Victory reigns in this place today. And we give thanks to you in the name of Jesus. We give glorious thanks to the name of Jesus. We give thanks unto the name of Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for provision. Thank you for protection. Thank you for life. Thank you for everything you provided. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my family. Thank you for every single person in my life that I can touch with your presence. I give you glory and I magnify you. I thank you for every member of this church. I thank you for Faith Life Manchester and Faith Life Harrogate. I thank you for my house, my car. I thank you for every provision that you've done. I thank you for Shabani. I thank you for Kaylee. I thank you for Veronica. I thank you for Frankie and Elson. I thank you for Manashi. I thank you for Uncle Di and Auntie Kath and Val and uh, Amy. And I thank you, Father God, for every single person, Kevin and Jenny. I thank you, Father, for this very hotel that you placed us in. And I give you praise. I look unto you, the author and finisher of my faith. I give you praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, for a stronger presence and a stronger move of the Spirit, we're going to require stepping into the Spirit. When you step into the Spirit, praise will come out of your mouth. Declarations will come out of your mouth. Victory will come out of your mouth. When you step into the things of the Spirit, God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. He's shaking the very foundations of your life. He'll turn you upside down. He'll turn you all the way around. 
He'll give you the breakthrough that you're crying out for. When you praise him, when you lift up the name, when you step into the things of the spirit, when you give praise, when you give high praise, high praise, high praise, high praise, high praise. We give you high praise in this place. The angels are moving in this place. The Holy Spirit is in this place. The angels are released to get you what you need in this place today. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise and all the glory is freedom. It's freedom. It's freedom. It's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom. Freedom in this place. Freedom in this place. Freedom. Mind-changing freedom. Hallelujah. Minds renewed to your word. And we give you all the glory. We magnify you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, Father God. We give you all the glory. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for every child in this place. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. We magnify you. Praise you, Father God. Well, praise you, Father God. Hallelujah. I don't want you to up and down. But if you, if you want to take your seats, you can do. If you want to stay standing, you can do. We will just quickly receive our offering. Veronica, get ready to just receive that in a moment. But I just want to challenge you. See, the next step in praising is, is to release your whole heart. And, of course, money, we know, is hooked to that. But I just, uh, I'm not going to push or anything like that. I'm just going to just say, give as you're led. But Veronica, if you want to come and share. and <laughs> Well, I do have a testimony to share today. Woo! God is good. <laughs> oh, we just thank God. He's such a good, good God. You know, this week, <laughs> when they were in, uh, announcing that the the gas prices and electric prices were going up. Praise God, I got a reduction in mines. <laughs> so God is good. So we are giving this morning, we don't have the QR code on the screen, so, oh, there it's there. So if you want to, you can scan the QR code or you can go to faithlifecenter.com forward slash give, press on the button for Preston. You can give that way. You can give in the the room today with the buckets going round or you can give on the machine at the back of the room but however you do it today do it with a joyful heart amen <laughs> we cannot out, out give our god he is an awesome god so we just thank you heavenly father we just we just come before you, Father, and we just thank you because you're our provider, you're our source, you're our everything. We don't have to worry about finances, we don't have to worry about what we eat, what we wear. You tell us in your word, the birds of the air, the lilies in the field, how much more do you care about your kids? So we know, Father God, whatever we give, you've already given it back to us, you're, you're, you're just ready. So we just thank you for every every penny, every pound, every 
everything that's sowed here today, every seed sown in this place today, we thank you, Father. We thank you for the hearts of obedience. We thank you that this seed will be sown into good soil. We thank you, Father, for your provision. And we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Woo, Frankie. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've just been told, you know, to give joy, give God. Let's let him receive all the joy that he deserves. Hallelujah. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. It says, for the Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. Amen. I trust that we're encouraged to dig deeper. Digging deeper means being in his presence. Continually and you know, just spending precious time dedicated to him. Not to Netflix, not to things of the world, but dedicated to him and him alone. So that we may build a spiritual stamina. So that it may minister to us and those around us. Hallelujah. That he may draw those around us. Hallelujah. All glory and honor unto him. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for the words today. I just want to encourage someone, anyone in this building or anyone that's watching, if you're saying, I want to feel, I want to experience that touch, I want to experience this freedom that they're talking about, I want to know this God that they're saying, or maybe you're saying, hey, I felt it before and it's gone, or I don't really know where I stand. God is here. Salvation is free. Salvation is available for each and every one of us. So if you, if by peradventure you've gone astray, God's love is so unconditional. And our Father is so faithful. He is willing and He is there to draw, to come, for you to come back. He says, I am here, my son, I am here, my daughter. So I want us, um, I want us to go into, uh, just to, to do this prayer. If you've prayed it before, um, or if you've never heard this prayer, it's just to receive God. He says, if you believe and you confess that Jesus is your Lord, and that he died and rose from the death to save mankind, you can receive this salvation. So let us pray, hallelujah. So it says, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you, Lord, this morning. Here I am, Lord. Just believe it in your heart and say, here I am, Lord. Father, I pray and I ask that Jesus may come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Now, the scripture reference that we're using is Romans 10, and it says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him up from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So we do that now in the name of Jesus. Say it out and say, I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. If you believed and you said this prayer out, I welcome you. I welcome you into the family of the Most High God. 
Hallelujah. And I encourage you, if you don't have any church or anywhere to work, to, to fellowship, just find a Bible-believing church and connect to that in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.